Do you want to repeatedly and consistently hit your revenue goals? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, you do want to do that because that is key to growing your business. And Kat Stancic is with us today. She's the lead boss. She's going to help us understand organic lead generation and how you can really go from maybe not loving it so much to actually really loving it because it does have such a direct correlation to growing your business. So Kat, excited to have you here. You're the lead boss. No better person to talk about lead generation than you. But to start this conversation, I want to start with what is your definition of a true lead? Like I think about social media, like people you now post something on social media and then someone comments, is that a lead or is that not a lead? Someone, um, you, you get an impression, somebody views something. Okay. Where is that line drawn from your perspective as a lead generation expert as to how we, the entrepreneur can determine, is it a lead or isn't it a lead? I love that question. And it really has everything to do with context because every single situation might be validated as a lead. But what a lot of people think of when they come to lead is actually prospects. And just because it looks like a duck and walks like a duck doesn't necessarily mean that it is a duck. So not to say that everyone's ducks, but <laughs> really what it has to do with is there has to be an energetic connection of some kind. And what I mean is, is I can qualify you as much as I want in terms of you being a perfect ideal client, but unless you've engaged with me in some kind of way and that we're both cognitively aware of each other, then you're not really a lead. And what I'm talking about really has to do with high ticket sales, because sure you can have funnels and you know upsells, downsells for seven bucks, 27 bucks and all that stuff. But but that's not my world and it's not the world I like to uh, work in. So I definitely focus on quantity over quality. And when it comes to high ticket sales, it really has to do with what's the context that we're creating, meaning what's the experience that someone has that helps them become a lead. And I self identify as a potential lead for you. It's interesting because that's going to help me to better identify or categorize when people are true leads, even in my own business because I like that. I love this idea of energetic connection and how aware of, of you are you to that other person. So that's a great way of looking at it. So let's dig into your framework. And I know you want to share three steps to go from being overlooked online to being fully booked, which is what everybody wants, especially service-based business owners. Mm. So let's dive into the steps. Step one is what? Connect. <laughs> so, a lot of the times uh, people just feel like they're connecting with people by hitting that what usually is a blue button of connect, 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 right? Whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, it doesn't matter what platform. A lot of people feel good when they check that box. And it's not about just creating movement, right? It's what are the activities that are going to create the momentum because the millions come from the momentum, not just from movement. And what I mean is how are you creating that quality connection with someone? And a lot of it has to do with your opportunity to position yourself as an authority. So connecting on, on a true level, not just a surface based, superficial kind of connection, right? Exactly. What is the second step? The second step is all about the conversation. So a lot of times people are really avoiding this very sticky place, which is how do we go from talking about the weather to whether we should work together? That weather to weather turn of the conversation is where we often get triggered and we often get um, hit over the head with that sleaze and sales, you know, 
overwhelm of I can't do this. I don't, I'm, I suck at sales. I'm not great at it. And then we don't do the thing that we should actually probably be leaning into. And the, one of the easiest ways to overcome this area is actually not by necessarily forcing the conversation, but understanding is where are we creating an experience? So a lot of people don't think of conversation this way. So yes, there's content, absolutely important. It's how you have millions of conversations without ever actually talking to someone. But when it comes to high ticket sales, it's so a lot of my people come from the corporate background. And so I, I compare it to this, which is we've all had that person come to our office, knock on our door. I need this. This person needs that. That person all day long, we're getting interrupted. And the problem is that most of us, if we're in the digital marketing space, that's what we're doing to other people online. We are interrupting them. We are bothering them during their day when they're just trying to do their thing, their business or whatever it is. But what if that colleague or that friend or even that acquaintance came into your inbox or came to your door and said, hey, I've got tickets to the Pink concert. Want to come? You'd more likely be jumping out of your seat saying yes. So what are you doing as a business owner to provide that kind of experience to your leads, to your prospects, right? So what I mean is, firework experiences. This is where people are looking up. They're seeing you as the authority and the expert, and you are creating so much value that they're stopping in the middle of their day. They're reorganizing their schedule to come to your experience, your event. And they're even bringing friends along because it's that valuable. Now we all know that any kind of experience or event, it's going to probably have some kind of next level call to action, but it's that ooing and eyeing that we want to do without obviously giving away the farm that really enable people to create that energetic connection. They understand the value of who you are because you were able to mesmerize them with your brilliance. You had an opportunity to do that. So what are we doing? And these things where people most often get tripped up is they start leveraging a strategy like a firework event that isn't aligned to their strengths. So if you've seen those, here's the one strategy you can do and it'll solve all your problems and you'll be a multimillionaire in 24 hours, probably not the right thing because it's not aligned to your strengths and it probably isn't aligned to how your ideal client likes to consume information and engage online. So when you know what you love to do and how they like to be, and you have a strategy that aligns both of them, those are the rungs to the ladder to success. And is the reason why step number two, this idea of an experience and leading to a conversation is so important, but doing it in the way that you've just, just described is because people are innately concerned about themselves. <laughs> like we want to know what's in it for us in this relationship that is at this stage of the process, just budding. Right, exactly. So it's that ability. So people are often wanting two things. They want to shorten the sales cycle and they want to get to market faster, right? In terms of whatever concept they want implemented getting done yesterday. And I think a lot of people hyper-focus on themselves in terms of them delivering the value and them driving the conversation instead of creating an environment where things happen a little bit more naturally and where people feel called instead of pushed into that next action step. And people don't are really hyper-focused on the pitch, which is why most of these strategies are strategies that you've heard of, but they're not working now because they've been perverted. They just focus on the pitch and driving that instead of really driving the experience and the value. And if you think about the last time you bought something that was high ticket, what was your experience and what was your thought process around that person? And then what was your thought process around what they did? Yeah, well, it definitely wasn't a high pitch 
sales type of environment. That's for oh, sure. you don't have three messages that's going to convert people instantaneously over direct messages no. and be able to drive a plethora of leads your way, and so you can sit back no. on the beach and never work again. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no thanks, pro marketers. But that's what it is. People are preying and attacking people's insecurities and leveraging them as a reason to buy, and they basically deliver as far as a sales call. Well, it's funny too because what you're describing here is the long game. Yeah. The long game. And so when people talk online about, oh, we're not a get rich quick scheme type of company, or we don't take that position. I think that's the short version, right? Mm -hmm. It's like people who don't want to put in the time to connect properly, create the content that's valuable, don't want to create experience for people, don't want to have lengthy conversations because that's the long way. Yeah. And here's the other thing too. It's that we are actually already all connected to another hundred K right now without adding a single new quote unquote yeah. lead to your pipeline. The problem is, especially when it comes to the conversation and especially when it comes to connecting, people aren't activating their current connections, meaning they're not going back, following up, having those. And it doesn't have to be hours and hours, right? It can be just checking in. But what we want to do is make sure that we're there when someone's ready to make a business decision. We're not forcing people to buy but we stay relevant until that person is in a place in their business because everybody gets to a place in their business where they want to make more money, where they want to create leverage, where they want to scale. But that time may not be today. It could be tomorrow and it could be in two years. And so long as we're continuing to build the pipeline, those big paydays start happening more and more often because we're staying in touch. And I have a thought about that, but I want to ask you first what your step three is, because it might be the thing that's in my head. What's step <laughs> well, the, three? The third one is all the clo is about the clothes. So it's, and it's not a sales script though. I have one available and I share it and it's fantastic, but the sales script is really that very last piece. It's like the cherry on top. You can't have a Sunday if you haven't built the whole other aspects of the pieces of the Sunday beforehand. If not, you just got a cherry in a bowl and that's really not going to feed you. I might be hungry. So what we want to do instead is look at what is the process by which you lead someone and invite them to the sales call. A sales call is just a final validation that this is the right fit, but there's a process in between having someone interested and having someone saying that first yes. And then that final big yes, which is yes to working with you. So what are the micro commitments that we're collecting and gathering and enable people to engage with along the way? And a lot of times what it really comes down to is the fact that people sell the way they buy. Instead, we should sell the way that other people like to buy. And it's very hard to get out of your own way from that regards when you don't really understand what buyer behavior looks like. And most importantly, looking and understanding when buyers are ready. Not everyone is ready to buy. And do you understand what buying signals are? And do you understand what your ideal clients look like and act like and sound like when they're ready to buy? Right. It does. So I think somewhat tie into the thought I had in my head, which is that you have to create proper systems to collect the information that you need in order to do the follow-up that leads you to the close. So you talked about micro commitments and mm -hmm. some of this entire process, you have to really strategically think about tracking conversations, making notes after you get off calls. What do you put in those notes? No one would be engaged and interested. That's the medicine. 
that's what people need to do. It's not that sexy part that everybody loves to do. I know. Um, absolutely. But, to, but speak to that because that's important to understand. Like when we talk about lead generation, it's not just that big green button on your landing page. There's so much more <laughs> that's going on in the background. Speak I literally just had that conversation with someone today and I looked at their sales page and I said, we've got to rewrite this. And she looked at me and goes, what? And I go, I can't read it. It's all over the place. It's not structured in a way. And, and literally when I look off the page, I can see the words floating in my eyes because they're burning my retina. And told her that we're gonna go right to a old fashioned sales page. It's gonna be a PDF. And she started having convulsions. And I said, it's okay because the sales page isn't the thing that's closing the deal. They're buying yeah. from you. This is a way for them to get that just last bit of information. But the whole thing that we focused on instead of the conversation in, in part of our conversation was what's the mechanism where you're creating consistently and predictability in your business that has everything to do with systems and processes. And when you're hitting those consistent and predictable revenue targets, you're going to want to talk about systems and processes because they're going to become super sexy because that's how you hand off the things that you don't want to do to someone else. It's how you set someone else up for success so that you're not wasting your money just hiring a random salesperson who doesn't know how to convert. If you haven't had some level of mastery of this, you're not going to be able to have other people step into your shoes. I think the framework that you've shared today, that these three steps to go from overlooked to fully booked is especially true in the high ticket realm, right? Yeah. It is selling high ticket. You definitely need to be using these three steps, right? To connect, have conversations and close. Is this the same framework that you would recommend for people who are selling lower ticket things? It happens, everything in sales happens this way, but it's a matter of looking at, so I'm not one of those one trick ponies of this is the only way to do it, but this is the framework. Meaning if, so I think of it this way, which is connections are like appetizers, conversations like the entree and closes like the dessert. So if you're in gluten intolerant, then don't pick up all of the gluten options. <laughs> Instead, what we do is we modify the process to fit to you and how you like to show up. So if you're low ticket, you're going to look at probably eventually getting to a place where you're going to be doing ads or something along those lines. Everything I do right now is ads free, so it's not focused on that. But we're going to look at a quantity play over a quality pay play sometimes. And in high ticket sales, it's really the quality over the quantity until you can get to the quantity. So you're going to look at where are you hanging out? How are you connecting with those people? What content are you putting out there? How can you have conversations through your content so that you're not stuck in your DMs all day long? And then what are the things that you're doing in terms of handling objections through the, the value that you're sharing still with the same processes and experiences? And what are those CTAs that get people moving to that next level? If anyone listening wants to connect with you, they can go to. Sure. It's fullybooked.ceo. Fullybooked.ceo is where you can uh, type that in and you'll land on this page so that you can get the lead boss jump start, which is fantastic. One of the segments that we do on Cash In On Camera is uh, stop marketing like it's 1999. And I'd love to know from you, Kat, what is a tip, a tool, tactic, or technique that's helping you market yourself for the year that we live in today? You know, I'm going to say the thing that I think, and, and just because I'm biased, meaning I'm a woman, that I think really underdoes and undermines what a lot of women are doing in terms of effort and strategy and marketing, it's asking for the sale. 
I just ask for the thing that I want. I ask for the connection. I ask for the introduction. I ask if this person wants to be my client and just being unabashed and going through the process because collecting the no's, it's, you're going to get to the yes. And so not making that about me and releasing that and really looking at who are the people that I can be of highest service to so that they can increase their impact. And yeah, I love that. And more women need to do that and not be afraid, ashamed, shy. You need to ask for what you want. So why I invented the firework experience process, because I don't want, I want people to feel like they can step up to the plate more often. And so when I make the ask, it's an easy yes versus having to jump through all these hoops, all these objections and all these things that delay the sale from closing. Right. Pre-qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really key. Thank you so much, Kat, for jumping on Cash In on Camera today. These are great tips. I love these three steps. Organic Lead Gen is something that you can embrace, that you will learn to love if you use these steps that Kat has shared with us today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate no it. Thank you so much. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Pluff and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPluff.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cash In On Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.